Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. No time for that intro, lads. We're back off to sea. Dungeons and Junkies presents Tales of Autorvia, the series finale, episode 50, The End. Last time on Dungeons and Junkies presents Tales of Autorvia. The crew finally faced down with Vantress in what was remaining of the court, in an attempt to stop the summoning of the god of magic, Avius. The crew, knowing their lives were at risk, attempted to stop the summoning. Rule, however, was lost in the fight. In an attempt to defeat Talia before she could do any more harm, he plane shifted with her disappearing for good. And as the fight continued, the summoning was stopped, and the crew, in a last-ditch effort, faced down with Vantress. But we continue from this point, as we enter the series finale of Tales of Autorvia. Everyone's going to push herself back up properly. So that she's standing again. She's just staring Vantress down. It's over to you. Finals. We were in the same community. When they attacked us, they took what was left of your people. Minions. You side with them, yes. You join your betrayer. Ran flattens her ears at his words. No. Others are betraying us. These people are not. Many Nulls is dead. Many other of our kinds are dead. What is sitting back and doing nothing going to achieve? Sometimes you have to be doing what everyone's saying is wrong. That is what is right. Just a heavy moment of silence as Lauren will use three of her spell slots to resurrect you guys. So the three of you are back up with seven hit points. Anyway, as um, as Lauren's doing that from where she's sat on the ground, he looks over to you with just one smile. I guess you're a shining example of what the Rodin people were. As he just gives you one small smile that he can muster up with what strength he has left. 
Bran genuinely doesn't know how to respond. So she's going to look over her shoulder at the others. You see the other three slowly pulling themselves up. They're, um, the, their skin from where they were hit directly with these the, these beams just darkened. Picasso's shell seems to have chipped away its outer layer and is showing bone from where he got hit as Lauren just sits back down looking more haggard than ever as she sits against this pillar. There's just a silence that fills the room. Picasso still just laying there, just staring at the ceiling, like waking up, just, uh, did we win, bros? Yes. All right. Cool. Cool. I might, like, take a nap again then. Because, like, I can't really, like, feel some of my body parts. So, just, uh, it, like, kick me through, bro, if you need something. And Picasso, as he's done many, many times before, and many probably times in the future of his life, will pass out after the fight from pure exhaustion. And also, now has a level of exhaustion because I failed my charisma save because I had to get a DC 20. And I can't do that. Picasso, breathing heavy, bit of bone shown on the back of his shell, just conks out. What are you two up to? I'm gonna drag myself up, walk over, and stick a dagger through Vaughn's eye to make sure this is done and over. As you walk up, draw in the dagger, your your body just aches violently. His you see him sprawled out on the stairs, his um covered in cuts and deep bruises, broken bones. His right arm where the gauntlet was all but a mushy pile on the stairs next to him. Is he just looks at you no hatred no anger just a small smirk burn in hell Vauntress as you say that you just draw the dagger down as it goes straight through his brain killing him it seems to just be a silence echoing through the chamber is as you look up, you just see the staff sat in the altar, directly in the center of the summoning chamber, just slowly idling magic around it. Uh, am I? Yeah. Y- you okay? Mm-hmm. Reed actually smiles at that. <laughs> Lauren, you okay? As you look over in Lauren's direction, you can see that she's passed out. Okay. Well, I'm gonna... I'm going to um, cast Song of Rest. Okay, you get... Tell it for the audience. Tell us what this does. Okay, Song of Rest, I haven't used that, haven't used it before. It's a bard ability. 
Um, any creatures, any friendly creatures that can hear my performance regain hit points at the end of a short rest by filling one or more hit die and get an extra 1d6 hit points. For the purpose of expediency, we'll just say that happens with in an action. Yeah. Cool. Um, we then walk over to Picasso. Half Picasso to Ran. <laughs> Ran, you okay? Ran's neck is a bit chilly. Yeah, you can see the fur mm. is completely gone on her neck. Yes, maybe, um. Maybe Ran will need to buy scarf. And Ran's gonna pick up Reed and give him a hug, careful not to crush him. <laughs> Well done, Ram. I'm very proud of you. Ah, sorry. Ram is not trying to crush. Yeah. It's okay. Happily puts Reed back down. Well done to you too, Scout. Scout just starts doing excited tippy taps as he... His head bobs as well as he shakes the knife around. Dangerously close to your foot, but he never hits it. I'm meat behind. It's got this mental image of Reed hiding under Ram's tail now. Yeah. So, now what? Oh, same question. Well, we need to get Lauren out of here. Get the staff to winter and Atlas. Okay, um... As you know, it'd be a shame for the whole world to end after all this effort. Yes. Um... Who goes to get it, do you think? I started this. I'll end it. We're going with you, you know that, right? Well, I just kind of smirked and we'll go pick up the stuff. As you walk up to this altar and wrap your hands round the staff, you can the metal feel the metal of the staff feels a little uncomfortably warm to the touch as you pull it out of this um holster and the entire ground shakes for a second. Mildly concerning. So just to be clear, he can't come back now. No? I don't know. His connection to here is broken, but that doesn't mean he can't form new ones. I suppose we can only work with what we've got. Well, the staff and its magic is connected to my bloodline. And if we return it to, I guess I can make sure my bloodline ends with me. What are you saying? I guess it means I have to adopt whatever one gets. Reed does look at look at Lauren like there's always other options. Read as you look at Lauren, you can see that 
she's completely passed out in the shake has made her slide off the pillar and as she lies on the floor okay that's not good can I go check on her eyes it doesn't take you more than a second to quickly click on what's happened as that conversation between you, Lauren, and Brawl comes back to your head. As you just charge over there. As you charge over there and drop to the floor and lift her up, her eyes just open as her body is cold, ice cold and her eyes have gone hazy. She she looks up to you and raises her hand. We... We found... Yeah, we did. So you stay awake, alright? Thank you. That's the short end of this struggle. No, I refuse to accept that. This was a possibility. It was supposed to be all of us or none of us. You hear me? You don't get to do this without me. You don't get to leave me alone. And finally manages to reach up to your cheek as she puts her hand against it and it is like an ice cube against your face. That's you. I love you. Please don't go. Always be around. As with her other hand, she, with just what strength she has left, she jams the amulet against you. Just think where you want to go. What do you think? Lauren? Lauren? Yes. As she jams this um, teleportation amulet into your stomach her um her hand quickly drops is you also feel the hand that was on your cheek you feel the grip loosen as the hand starts to fall Lauren don't, don't you fucking tear 
I didn't bring you back from demons. I didn't die in that sewer for you to die here on this fucking floor. I kind of look at the staff and I'm like, you hear me? You bring her back! I... Whatever it costs, just bring her back. She doesn't deserve this. It was supposed to be me! Silence is... Your voice echoes throughout this room. The staff just sitting still is... You feel the shallow breathing stop. to reach up and grab Rand's hand and squeeze it very tightly. Ran has to be conscious of how much stronger her paw is than Reed's hand. But she'll return the gesture. Thank all the commotion. Picasso probably would have stood up and at this point is kind of just standing behind a lie and Lauren and just kind of bends down and, and doesn't say anything but just puts his giant claw um, to a lie's back. Like, I know this isn't gonna help now, angry bro, but like, you're gonna be all right. Anger, bro. I should have died in that sewer. <laughs> She'd be alive, and you'd all be okay, and your island would be safe. And, <laughs> and the world would have ended. Mine just did. I do know how you feel. I'm so sorry, Eli. I know you're trying to be kind, but you don't know how I feel, Reed. I came back from the dead thinking that I could do some good, that I could make the world you all live in safe, make my sins worth it. And she was worth it. And now, he used me and she paid the price, and I get to live? It's not right. Maybe it's not. You did do good. Do you remember when we had this conversation? Good isn't something you are, it's something you do. And You were one of the most amazing people I know. You gave Lauren something that I never could. Thank you for that. Avius almost destroyed the world because of me. 
because I helped him. And she died for that. There is nothing, nothing you can say that will take the weight of that sin off me. I kind of, I shove the teleport amulet across towards the others and I'm like, use that when you're ready. But don't fucking tell me it'll be okay. This amulet is shoved into your chest reed. You, as you hold it, you gain the knowledge of what it does. Um, it's an amulet of teleportation. So once every four hours, you can cast the spell te teleport, which will teleport you and up to eight creatures to a location of your choice. And as long as you know where you're going, it will work with 100% accuracy. Read preserve his head. Can Picasso... Is, so the staff's just floating there? And lays on the ground, about five feet away from a line. Picasso, pick up the staff. Sorry, what are you doing? Uh, can, I, can Picasso pick up the staff? As you, as you bend over, the pain goes through your joints. That From that final attack, as you pick up this long golden staff with a round an oval orb at the top that shines all different reds, blues, and purples, and yet when you first found it in the cave, it was bright and radiant, yet now it's... the colors are just cold and dark, and the ma you not being very magically inclined could still feel it originally, but it feels like it is basically unusable at this point. Uh, Picasso, holding this staff, just look down at the broken ally. Bruh, I'm, I'm, I'm never going to be able to say, like, the right thing right here. But, like, whenever you're, like, ready, like, there's always a place for you on, like, New York, you North, bro. And Picasso kind of just walk back to the rest of the group with the staff. This point, uh, the ground starts to ever so suddenly, ever so slightly, um, the ground ever so slightly starts to shake from under your feet. Nothing violent, just a steady shaking that seems to not stop at this point. So it's very quickly, it's very 
easily. You can very quickly tell that whatever whatever version of the Great Collapse they started by trying to bring Avius back, you can tell it's starting its next stage at this point. As the ground just has a very slight shape to it constantly. We need to we need to get to Agent Atlas. Um uh, a lie. How do we get there? You've been there before. The Colosseum. The ruined streets. Oh, yeah. Tree. Yeah. Been a while, I'm sorry. How long have we been here for, DM? You're not entirely sure. But it, the amulet feels like it's pulsing energy. So I guess you think it's ready to use again. And as the spell, hit, as the effect of the amulet has engraved itself into your head, you know, it must be a little over four hours ago you got here. Okay. Maybe we didn't check the ball beforehand, then we, of course. We will uh, motion to Picasso and and then to Ran and say, "One well, guys, we, we should go. Um, a lie. We can take her back to Lola if you want. Yeah, she'd want that. Okay. We, um... Angel is safe, isn't it? So we can we get to go via there first, unfortunately. But we'll take her with us, obviously. Ran, um, you okay? Ran nods. She's been listening to the conversation and has nothing to say right now. Would you be able to help with no no carry her none of you should have to carry the corpse of someone you care about Jewish read wait for everyone to be nearby and then we'll activate the amulet destination ancient atlas it takes a moment for the amulet to kick in as this is your first time using it but as you think hard on those dreams that you had when you first arrived at ancient atlas after collecting the staff all those all those days ago there is a spark of blue energy as it zooms out of this room the characters disappear. It takes a moment to have any effect, but as the camera pans into Ancient Atlas underneath this huge tree of life, 
A blue orb appears, burning the grass just underneath it, as all of you appear in front of this tree in this cold, ancient city. Picasso, as you hold this staff, you suddenly just feel a pull towards the center of this tree. It, like a nagging feeling, like someone's almost got you by the shoulders and trying to push you in that direction. Uh, at this time, Picasso is just going to follow with whatever the staff wants, as this is what Eli said that we needed to do. He's kind of just going to stupor, half-skinned, burned away, bloody, beaten. You'll watch Picasso, who, as he seems to be in a world of his own, limp towards this tree, and with no control, he just releases one hand in, pulls it towards the tree, and as his hand connects, you'll watch as he just disappears. Follow. And I'll do exactly what I did last time. Reed will actually reach up for Rand's hand again. And doing One. her best not to crush Reed's hand. Rand will take it. And then Reed will um, start to follow as well one by one as you all step forward and touch the tree you all seem to disappear Picasso you're the first to reappear on the other end is you enter this all white marble church standing about 50 feet away is a small golden altar and standing behind that altar is a huge eight maybe nine foot tall suit of animated armor as it stands up its eyes glow a deep cyan blue it tilts its head towards you and raises its arm to hold its sword but as the others appear behind you, it seems to t tilt its head again and let go of the sword. And just stares blankly at all of you. Picasso, seeing this, uh, would turn back to Eli and hold the staff out. Like, I know it. Do you want to be the one who finishes this, bro? Yeah. Can you look after her? Gasso will very gently take Lauren and hand the staff to Eli. Like kind of smooths Lauren's hair out of her face and then we'll walk over to Marion. We won. His connection has been severed. There is a long pause as you say this. 
before you all hear a voice echo throughout this entire chamber, almost like booming in its volume. But yet, despite the loudness of this voice, the voice is just emotionless. With the staff returned, peace may finally reign again. Thank you. Turn the staff to this altar, and the cleansing can begin. With like another look back at the party and Lauren. I'll sigh and slot it back in. Nice. As you do that, the ground shakes for a second as the whole room feels with a blinding light. Everything suddenly feels weightless as in this blinding white light it feels as if you are floating. And you just hear this woman's voice one last time. Thank you. Before the white light fades and you find yourself outside again. The sky has gone back to a beautiful blue. It feels warmer outside. And as you look behind you, the huge tree that once stood there is gone. As everything slowly starts to feel normal again, you look out into the distance to see the sea level slowly starting to rise again as just in the corner over to the right you can just see as a small dot Unoric. Over to the left an even smaller dot you can just about see what you think is Mount Lola as the sea slowly starts to rise and then stops and the air pressure seems to turn back to normal around you as far as you know the second great collapse was stopped we've got to wait for this to recharge for a bit Thank you, all of you. I couldn't have asked for a better crew. Uh, Kazo still holding Warren. I'll look at Angry Bro. Um, like, if you want, like, I could help you um, send her out to see Bruh, like we do for all my people and she can like ride the waves forever breath she never was one to stay in one place like just give me like half an hour and I'll like get something together thank you Picasso And Picasso will 
gently hand Lauren to Ran and head off into uh, New Atlas to find supplies to make a funeral raft. I'll, I won't make you roll for that. The next four hours go by. Picasso, you gather what supplies you can and make one last beautiful beautiful coffin with the words in mind of what the Elder Tortle said there. Even in death, eventually what's left of us when it's just the soul left, it will travel to the great beyond and find a new purpose maybe even become a star as the next four hours go by and unless there's anything anyone wants to do this is I will teleport back to you Nog but what do you want to do for us Reed? Once um Lauren is in Finn we will walk over and because he still had it around his neck on a cord he'll put his wedding ring in there on last goodbye as it were and then he will hop down and step back as you place this amulet down. The camera pans up to the sky as four hours passes by. We return to you, Nork. Panic has ensued as obviously the sea was lowering and the ground was shaking violently, but after explanations and descriptions of what happened peace is settled once again as the camera pans back down there is four of you standing closest to the coffin as it is pushed out to sea the amulet and the flower and flowers sat on the top of it as the rest of the island in what seems to be a gathering of everyone watches the coffin sail out to sea. So a few hours pass after after you get back in, Lauren's funeral takes place. Picasso, you eventually you eventually find yourself alone on the beach. People have dispersed, doing their own things, helping rebuild. What do you want to do? Uh, I, I clearly got to make my way back uh, to Elder Tortle's beach, uh, where he told me he'd be waiting. Um, so, uh, kind of a slip away. I don't, I don't want anyone to see me do this even though I know I'm a giant turtle <laughs> but you know there's a lot of turtles around so I kind of want to fade into the crowd and then make my way no the chaos is people mourn and celebrate 
you just slip away from the crowd, slip away from Ran, Eli, Reed, and everyone else, eventually making your way over to his ship and climbing back up the cliff face and into the portal where you discovered his private island. As you get there and your vision clears up from the white light, you are you're reintroduced to the um, warm breeze and the sound of silence is you look down the beach face and you see the elder turtle sat there next to Doran who does as he sees you he does look up to you and give you a nod is he as he looks back to the elder turtle well my friend it's been an honor uh, let you say your goodbyes thank you Doran May your journeys serve you well. And as Doran gets up from one last hug, he um, just gives you a nod as he passes, just putting his hand on his your shoulder. You don't go today. Just remember that. Letting all that and go in, walking back through the portal. Even you alone, as the old turtle looks up and get, just gives you a um, sad but kind smile. Uh, Picasso kind of <clears throat> stealing its resolve of walking forward. Like, do you, like, really have to go? Oh, come on, have a seat. Please, let's... That will come in time. But, like, there's, like, nothing that, like, we can do. Like, we just, like, save the world, bro. Like, you really have to go. Even if I'm not here in person, I feel my decision has been made. Yes, I could stop this from happening, but when you've lived as long as I have, Picasso, your perspective on everything changes. And you reach a you reach a point where there's not much to tell anymore, not much to see, and you're content with moving on. I I won't lie, I'll miss everything I leaving behind. I'll I'll miss the company I had, I'll miss the speed. I'll Obviously, I'll miss you and your brothers the most. You and their more. My final purpose is he gives you a soft smile. 
flame, just one hand on your arm. You can just see that he was already looking weaker since you said your goodbyes when you left to find your purpose originally, but even coming back now to see him just like a mere 12 hours after leaving the island again, he just looks even frailer than he did before. Picasso at this moment just openly, it's not sobbing, but just weeping, just tears running down his, you know, scarred, like turtle face, and kind of going through all the cracks and rivets in his scales and everything, just putting his hand on the frail hand of Elder Turtle. Like, if, if you have to go, can you, like, tell me your story one more time? Like, till you have to go? Of course. Start to think. A few hours passes on his... You sit there listening to this story. You notice a small golden glow slowly edges around Ugwe over this period is he gives you every detail of his 10,000 year journey the goods, the bads seeing the world end once before and yet coming back to life and how much belief he has that despite all the evil and all the carnage and everything that's happened how there is always good in everyone, no matter what. How everyone has the chance to be redeemed. Even when they've fallen beyond redemption. But as the story ends and the sun just starts to peek over from out at sea, Gives you one last nod as this golden glow that has been around him for the last hour finally seems to consume him. You find yourself having to shield your eyes as this glow just consumes everything around you. And as it settles down in, you look back to the rock where he was sat. You just see golden, golden sparkles and little bits of dust left in the places. The sparkles of light seem to just raise up into the sky before eventually disappearing into the clouds, becoming too small to see. And you are left alone on the beach. Picasso, at this point, just openly sobbing, just kind of staring at the spot before kind of composing himself and kind of wiping away as much as he can, the tears still weeping. Goodbye, Ugwe. I'll, I'll miss you, bruh. But I'll, I'll do right by everyone, bruh. Like, I'll, I'll help out where I can, bruh. Thank you, 
Ogwe, bro. And after spending just a few more minutes staring at the empty spot, Caso would kind of slowly turn and make his way back through the portal. As you stand up and start heading towards the portal, feeling sorrow and very mixed emotions, there's just an odd tingle in the back of your head as you feel something guiding you in a different direction and at this point it becomes clear what that is but the camera cuts to black at that point before in the corner as it, as if like a video game it says five years later I start with read as the camera comes back to us it's a beautiful warm day summer first 1700 five years after the events it is the fifth anniversary of the world being saved once again it's been a peaceful time the navy and the alliance finally put down their weapons and set up a truce a united front as all the slavery was cut out many pirates who joined in on the Assault of Unork were finally arrested and captured over this five-year period. The Queen of the Sea was never found. Talia da Rosa never returned. And neither did Bull. A large statue of Reed, Ran, Picasso, Ally in Lauren in a beautiful polished metal stands in the center of New Atlas. As the sign says, the heroes of the collapse, their names in full on this list. Further down in about 100 foot away at the other end of the town square, a single statue of Lauren stands as it, underneath it says, in love and memory of one of our heroes, Lauren Elizabeth Downton, 1664 to 1695. But the camera zooms out of there to a Britannic or the Freedom Phoenix docked in the port of New Atlas. Reed, what have you been up to in these last five years? Reed has docked the uh, the ship permanently. Um, he uh, he and Esme uh, went and claimed uh, their inheritance, um, which was a substantial amount of gold pieces, 
uh, not Edenoid gold pieces, of course, but still fine. Um, and he, uh, he finally had that date with Lana and um, converted the ship um, into a uh, into a home and a shop as well because he has turned it into a bakery. Um, he is now married to Lana. Um, been about mad about four years now. Um, and he had to marry her because uh, we cut to Reed sitting in what was the captain's cabin. It's now just the main office of the uh, of the uh, bakery and um, sitting he's, he's sitting on the desk and in front of him uh, he, he are two small halflings and uh, he's uh, telling the story of again for, for the, the hundredth time about how he helped save the world exaggerating it in places because they face it, he's a rogue and a bard as well he's got Unork pizza on the menu in honour of Picasso and Luigi of course and of course he's also got uh, sugar lola bread on the menu as well because that'd be delicious and uh, he named his kids they're twins, of course. And then the boy, Trip, Picasso, Quentin, Toscobble. And he named the girl. Gentrix, Ally, Ran, Lauren, Toscobble. Every now and again, he obviously will go up to see Esme, who is bought a vineyard with her money. He... He uh, now he's got the amulet, of course. It's a short hop for visits, obviously, with all family. And uh, the uh, toss cobble red wine goes on quite nicely at the bakery. And he's obviously uh, welcome if she's around, as is anyone else for that matter. Although Reed hasn't seen much of everybody because Reed will be busy running his bakery last five years. And mainly staying out of trouble. No need to open fire. Yet. As the camera zooms out of the office as Reed continues to tell this story to Trip and Tentrix, it flies across the city onto a large estate that looks relatively newly finished. As we zoom into the window of this big house, we find Ran. Ran, what is, what have you been up to for these last five years? Well, as has been said in a previous episode, Ran becomes Senator Ran. Ran becomes part of the corrupt enemy, or you know, however you fancy describing governments these days. Does she do a good job? Well, that's 
questionable. A lot of her methods are unorthodox. But, you know, she's like... Christ, she's like basically middle-aged at this point. Because, fun fact, novels have a tiny lifespan that maxes out at about 30 years. So, you know, Rand's like one third of the way through her life at this point. And maybe her fur is just starting to go a bit grey around the edges already. She has an office. And she had the traditional desk at first, then decided that was too human and she hated it. So now her office is essentially just a pile of beanbags. Gura sits in pride of place in the corner, along with little Zog. There's a bookshelf that's basically just full of colouring books. Because, you know, despite being a grown-ass adult now, Anne likes colouring books. And then the display case, specially made, sits a small hat. Too small for Ram. It just sits by the window. Ram does the rest to look after the moles, the general mole population. And they're uh, mostly a lawn-abiding bunch. Mostly in several sets of brackets. A uh, new holiday has unofficially been added to the calendar. It's just basically, it's got no official name because after holding several councils, they couldn't come to a conclusion. So now it is currently known as, in this current year, as the Knowles Independence Festival of Celebrations and Freedom and Fun and Sausages. Someone was insistent there had to be sausages in the title. It's chaos. It's a festival that lasts for about two or three days, depending on how party half the moles are feeling, and it goes on until the last knob has collapsed onto the floor. But it's not just for the moles. The people Rand sailed around with are more than welcome to attend. They can expect their invitations in the post. As as the camera starts to back out of the window it catches another uh, walking into the room and up to Ran and who is looking up to you Ran this other is you remember the knoll in the pit that broke Ran the tiny knoll pup this one's not much bigger than that one She's still getting used to her tiny, chunky legs. And she's still walking everywhere on all fours at the moment. Rand's taken the bow tie she once bought and is kind of using it as a head bow for the tiny knoll. And, I mean, Matt did it better than I was going to do it, but... This... Or to do, introduce it in Ran's voice, this is Cass, named after Picasso, for great strength. So she can grow big and strong. But for now, Cass is tiny. And is not yet knowing much talking. She is knowing much squeaking, but not much talking. Then, before Ran leaves the room to jump in the party, she'll pick Cass up by the scruff and walk out of her. As Ran 
Pixar Blue casts the camera hands out in, heads back up into the sky, seeming to shoot off into a direction south. It sails high into the sky through the clouds and as it draws out the clouds and heads downwards where does it take us to find Picasso after these five years? Uh, Picasso never left you Nork after Elder Tortle passed on Picasso came back through the portal the feeling of his purpose, even being completed, felt like this island is his purpose. And while unofficial, he is looked to and young, and only at 20 years of age at this point. Most of the other turtles on the island look to him for advice, as they kind of see him as this mythical hero who, you know, helps save the world. But all Picasso does is hang out with the massive just miracle, almost influx of young turtles that have been born in these five year span. And Picasso spends almost every single one of his days down at the beach, skipping rocks, telling stories to this old gaggle of 30 some small turtles that have been born over the course of this five years. And he actually reopened a pizza parlor that uh, it's not as good as Luigi's. It'll never be as good as Luigi's, but everyone tells him it is. But Picasso never has believed a single word of it, even though he knows it's pretty good. He put his heart and soul into it this whole time. He also was given the gift that all turtles are given once they are, achieve their purpose, if some would say, and was taken to the pit of life and drank from the waters. And at this moment, the camera actually zooms in on Picasso actually writing a letter. And Picasso, as he writes, it says, To Ran, find enclosed a gift that will promise that we will be bros for life and far beyond. And in this little vial, he takes a little blue-green patch or vial of liquid and seals it into this envelope with this letter before handing it off to Ghost who has delivered his letter for the invitation to the Noel party and Picasso looks and alright feathery bruh you gotta make sure furry bro gets this and that that doesn't break like I know you're good for it feathery bro and Picasso give a nice pat on the head to Ghost for sending him off with a letter. Ghost gives me one last solid nod as he shoots off with utter incredible speed as the camera flies out through the top of New York and back into the sky. Where does it take us to find a lie? It kind of stutters and goes back to the beach shortly after Lauren's funeral. Because Eli 
Eli's not there five years from now. Eli's not anywhere five years from now. She spends a few months helping rebuild Unork, watching Picasso with a quiet smile as all these turtles look to him for the wisdom he so often told them about before. She hears all the tales that Picasso would tell during the weeks on the sea, lays flowers at a little memorial that they made for Lauren, enjoys a sense of community that they never really had. They kind of slip away one day, just kind of unspoken, when they feel Picasso is settled and finding his way and content. Like kind of disappears. She travels for a bit and arrives at at New Atlas at shortly before the first null in independence freedom celebration of fun and games and fun. And watches quietly as Ram in her element is setting things up and helping others and speaking seemingly freer than Eli's ever seen her. There's there's the weight of responsibility on Rand's shoulders, but it suits her. God it suits her. Eli kind of watches the celebration and then slips away again and disguising her appearance slightly she enters a bakery sees a halfling with the baby in one hand trying to take bread out the oven with another the other baby crying in the corner he tries to juggle all of this but with joy just bursting out of him She buys a loaf of bread, kind of surveys the scene, and disappears again. And she goes home to her island, where she came from in the first place, where she ran from. And there's a quiet surge of suddenly all these people who disappeared who are assumed lost in the forest, who are assumed attacked by animals. Suddenly, they're all found again. Not alive, obviously. They're dead. Or, like, killed them. <laughs> but their families get answers. And about two and a half years in, alive Elise sends her letters that she wrote right before they reached this final battle to each of the crew and steps well the camera pans away before she steps but she steps off a high, high area 
whether it's into the sea or into rocks or we don't know but she goes as his camera leaves the archway leaving this high spot of the unknown screen goes black one last time the cover is closed over lock placed back on this book as it marks the end of the tales of Autorvia. Thank you everyone for playing and listening to this chaotic, mad, emotional, energetic story. I feel that it's only fair to go around the table one last time and have the players say who they were playing and say their final goodbyes. We'll start, we'll do it in the order that people were introduced as they first entered the tavern. So. Jad. Picasso was the first to be seen, so take us away. Hello for this final episode of Tales of Ortorvia. I, this whole time, have of course played Picasso, the total monk who became a barbarian. Um, yeah, uh, what, a, what a time, what a ride. Uh, you know, who would have thought you got to see a turtle cry? It's fun little rhymes. But Yes, um, thank you so much. I hope you all enjoyed Picasso. Uh, if you want to follow me on social media, do so at Chad's underscore mind and make sure you tune in for our next campaigns because there's still campaigns running. But this was one hell of a pirate ride. Matt, <laughs> you were next to be introduced in realistically with the promise of money pulled this group together yeah who'd have thought I'd have done that eh? yeah I'm Matt and I've over the course of this pirate voyage I played Reed Toscobble who became the captain um, the halfling rogue who became a bard and a fighter and then a, a brother and a husband um, and a dad, of course, as well. Um, yeah, it's it's been a ride, for sure. And gonna miss gonna miss Reed, but lots of exciting stuff coming up soon with D and J, of course. Uh, you can find me at Mad at UK. Please follow me. As Picasso, from my knowledge, picked up Reed by the scruff of the shirt walked over to the bar where they met a human woman. I've been Caitlin. I played at the joy and the horrible horror, horrible burden of playing Elias Salir, my human monk, part-time warlock. Died once, died again. 
No, it's been a real joy playing a lie. It's... She's complicated, and I think I got to show a lot of that. And I didn't expect to full on just cry today, but here I am. Method acting. You start acting sad as your character, then suddenly you're sobbing and need to get tissue from the bathroom. So, don't say we don't do nothing for you, folks. Well, I may be dead, but hey, I have a lot of other characters as part of DMJ, and I run my own stuff for these lot where I make them cry instead. Yeah! Don't fold your arms at me, Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm normal. Normally, I'm at Caitlin RC, or if you want to follow any of my content, I'm at Our Mind Games, and just look for Dyson Suffering because we do a lot of suffering. What can I say? It's been a pleasure. And lastly, as three characters wander aimlessly round this tavern, they bumped into a knoll. Carrie, take us away, please. Hello. Unfortunately for everyone else, I am still the Carrie. I have been playing the Ram. The originally just a barbarian and now a barbarian fighter null. Who, when these weirdos picked her up in a bar, she knew approximately six words of common. So, you know, communication was fun for a while. As they said words to me, and I got to repeat them back in an accent which became known as the Universal Null Accent. All Nulls is sounded like this now. It is Null. Yeah, that's about it. Everyone's put up with my whack accent for two years. And I have hit many things very hard. We definitely all should one more time thank, of course, the DM for this wild pirate ride. Absolutely. Alex for doing all this. I think a round of applause. Well, you soon going to hate that, but... Yeah, I did not like that. <laughs> okay, I don't hate you, Alex, instead. Yes, I'm Litherin Alex, and, and I, myself, and myself, played... That's my um, line! <laughs> well, if I can stay on it for you this evening. Yeah, so I... Obviously, I played the majority of the NPCs, whether they were early on, like Victus, Queen Fear, Lou, whether they were later NPCs, like Vantress or Obadiah. I have had an unbelievable amount of fun, pain, fear, enjoyment in tonight, finding out that I'm not is as much as a rock as I thought when it came to emotion as I myself found myself in tears. This has been Tales of Autorvia and thank you all for listening. But until next time, we're out of here. <laughs> <laughs>